a roundup of the main business news from China and elsewhere. This is Global Business. Coming up on Global Business, President Xi Jinping outlines China's vision for 2024, emphasizes modernization and high-quality development. Adora Magic City, China's inaugural large cruise ship, is ready to embark on its maiden voyage in 2024. And China and the U.S. are poised to enhance diplomatic relations on the 45th anniversary of ties. Hello and welcome to this edition of Global Business. I'm Jia Vandenberg in Beijing. As the world bids goodbye to 2023, President Xi Jinping heralds the coming of 2024 as the year in which China will continue to advance modernization and speed up promoting high-quality development. President Xi said China will consolidate and strengthen the momentum of economic recovery and work to achieve steady and long-term economic development. The country will also deepen reform and opening up across the board, further enhance people's confidence in development. Promote vibrant development of the economy and redouble efforts to boost education, advance science and technology, and cultivate talents. President Xi also reviewed China's economic achievements over the past year. He said the Chinese economy has sustained recovery momentum in 2023. A number of advanced smart and green industries were rapidly emerging as new pillars of the economy. In agriculture, China secured a bumper harvest for the 20th year in a row. China's innovation-driven development is full of energy. Products designed and made in China, especially trendy brands, are highly popular with consumers. New energy vehicles, lithium batteries, and photovoltaic products are a new testimony to China's manufacturing prowess. The Chinese economy has sustained the momentum of recovery. Steady progress has been made in pursuing high-quality development. Our modernized industrial system has been further upgraded. A number of advanced smart and green industries are rapidly emerging as new pillars of the economy. China's official composite PMI, which includes both manufacturing and non-manufacturing activities, came in at 50.3 in December, compared with 50.4 in November, according to fresh data released by the National Bureau of Statistics. That's still above the 50-point mark that separates contraction from expansion. The manufacturing sector's PMI fell to 49 in December, down from 49.4 in November, as December marks the off-season for some raw materials sectors. Yet, sub-indices for high-tech manufacturing, equipment manufacturing, and business confidence improved over the previous months. At the same time, non-manufacturing PMI expanded in December, with its PMI reading at 50.4, mainly driven by postal, telecoms, and financial services. That's compared with a reading of 50.2 recorded a month earlier. New productive forces. It's among the recently unveiled top 10 Chinese buzzwords of 2023. The term refers to a new form of productive forces derived from sci-tech breakthroughs and innovation. It also represents a waning formula for China to bid farewell to the heavy resource input. It was first put forward by President Xi Jinping last September. The words are vital for China's high-quality growth. That's because new industries brought by new technologies are the engines currently driving the global economy. Experts say that the key 
to accelerating the formation of new productive forces lies in harnessing the leading role of SciTech innovation. It is a process of generating new industries and new drivers through disruptive and cutting-edge technologies and other hard technologies. New productive forces such as artificial intelligence and biomedicine have been officially highlighted as strategic sectors by top decision-makers. Our reporter Huang Fei visits firms in these two sectors in South China to see how they're spearheading the nation's innovation drive. China is on course to sell 8.5 million electric vehicles this year, accounting for 60% of global sales. Sun Zhiqiang supplies industrial robots capable of assembling a new car in less than one minute. He sees growing demand for these robots to be installed overseas. This year, we're starting to strategize more in the overseas market. As Chinese automakers start building factories overseas, our robots are following them. We already have operations in North America and Southeast Asia. As we pursue national development, we also share our solutions with the world. In the field of biomedicine, Chinese companies are also increasingly competitive on the global stage. Yun Yu specializes in 3D bioprinting, using cells and biomaterials to replicate natural tissues to help brain surgery patients. He says such products have broken a two-decade monopoly by one American firm, but he also believes more can be done to nurture the industry. China is investing heavily in scientific research, but not enough ideas have made it to market. Our biomedicine supply chain still needs maturing. We lag behind in certain raw materials, parts, and manufacturing expertise. Companies are at the heart of national innovation, so the question is, how do we bring research and development resources to where they are most needed? In 2023, the World Intellectual Property Organization selected three of China's science and technology clusters in the global top five. The Shenzhen-Hong Kong-Guangzhou cluster is a regional leader in terms of technology transfers. But analysts say building a world-leading innovation hub requires a shift in mindset. The future lies in fundamental science, but businesses need to be profitable. Average manufacturers are reluctant to invest billions in digital transformation. It's more than just buying a new machine. A true digital revolution requires collaboration with digital tech companies. Tech giants Huawei and Tencent, both native to Guangdong, are part of the national push for self-sufficiency amid U.S. export controls. China has also identified more than 12,000 specialized small and medium firms this year, known as little giants. The little giants must operate in critical industries such as semiconductors, software and artificial intelligence. Officially recognized firms receive subsidies, tax cuts and other national grants. The goal is to support companies that can fix weak links in the domestic supply chain, but also to help them expand into the global market. Huang Fei, Xi Jitian, Guangzhou. Now, for more discussions on this new production uh, force, we're bringing Chu Qiang, Research Fellow of Beijing Foreign Studies University. Happy New Year, Professor Chu. So first, um, Chinese President Xi Jinping reviewed China's economic achievements over the past year, and he said the Chinese economy has sustained recovery momentum in 2023. What's your take on that? Well, Happy New Year, first of all, to every audience and to you as well. I think uh, President Xi Jinping has mentioned a lot of very important takeaways, which is uh, very key, important messages for everybody, you know, to pondering upon 
I think in the past year, China served as the, one of the most important stabilizer as well as a facilitator of the world growth and the supply chain as well as the economic development. Let's take a look at the, the achievement that China has made. For example, China has become uh, the number three economy who can build its own uh, large jumbo passenger commercial jet. That China is the, probably the only one country are managing the space station functioning standing still in the space. China is uh, the number one country in the uh, railway mileage, especially in the high-speed railway. And China is the number one country producing the EVs, lithium battery, as well as a solar panel, which are known as the three key, uh, most important key elements for the modern industry recently. So I think with all these, uh, you know, uh, input with all this investment and hard work of Chinese people, researchers and uh, entrepreneurs, I think China makes sure in this uh, turbulent world, among all these geopolitical conflicts, when other countries are trying to dump pouring loads of money on the weapons and the confrontations, China is providing productivities, uh, stabilities to the rest of the world. So I think President Xi Jinping has made it very clear that we'll continue to do this, and Chinese people will together make efforts to make sure this kind of uh, you know uh, positive momentum will keep on going in coming uh, in this new year of 2024. Yeah. Now let's talk about the recently re released uh, PMI numbers. We have the manufacturing PMI came in at 49, non-manufacturing came in at 50.4. Uh, what insights can we draw from this latest data? Well, definitely, um, we've been seeing uh, Chinese economies through this data are making solid progress and rebounding at the end of the year. I mean, there are uh, definitely uh, the outstanding shiny sectors, for example, like big industry and the tech-savvy industries. Uh, they are you know, very popular and the demand are booming all over the world. And also the non-manufacturing sector, especially the service and hospitality industries, if you are among us in China last night in the, you know, in the New mm -hmm. Year Eve, you will see people are crazy. The service and tourism are just booming out there. Uh, and also, we're still thinking there are, are slow areas. For example, some traditional manufacturing sectors, as well as the uh, property market-related, you know, manufacturing construction uh, sectors, are still, you know, waiting for a better expectation in the new year. But I assume that uh, uh, with this new momentum that we have already seen in December and November, uh, in the 2024, I think Chinese economy will see and welcome a better recovery and a solid progress. Yeah, and let's talk about the new buzz, the buzzword new productive forces. What are the differences between that and traditional uh, productivity? And how can this um, new productive forces be promoted to drive economic development? Oh, yes, I think uh, this is a very important concept of China uh, recently. Well, according to its Chinese, literally can translate it into new quality and productivity. It actually represented the three elements behind this concept. The one, it has to be new. It represented the new directions of our industry, of our future productivities. And second, it must have high quality development. It was minimum cost and externality. And also, certainly, it must be producing the real things for human beings. I think China is marching towards this direction because this new productivity is different from the old ones. One is its growth model or its return model is different. It's not linear, like uh, you know, uh, when you build 10 old factories, you get 10 return. But with this new model of businesses, it's always like one plus one plus one to 1,000. How can that be? For example, if you have you know, like 10 old telephone 
and then you get old telephone uh, cells of 10. But if you have 10 smartphones, well, you do not only have 10, uh, you know, smartphone, but also you have, you know, a live streaming, digital commerce. Uh, you have all kinds of the new business model surrounding that. So you get more than 10 telephones GDP, and plus you will get 100, 1,000s of GDP, and the whole business ecology surrounding that. And second, I think it's the cost. It must be very sustainable with minimum externality. For example, when you build 10 old factories. You have, you know, uh, also you've got the, you know, um, you know, uh, pollution, and you've got high costs on the energy. But with this new model, for example, like a new energy production with EV, with a solar panel, its marginal cost is usually getting to zero, and more of you are using it, and the cost of it are getting lower and lower, getting to zero. So it's more sustainable. People are getting healthier and healthier with a better improved environment. So with all this, you will see new business model and a new face of productivities and a new structure of the whole lifestyle and the social structures are happening surrounding that. And I think that is the core concept of this new productivity. All right. Thank you so much for your insights. Really appreciate your time. Chichang Research Fellow of the Beijing Foreign Studies University. Do stay with us for more discussions later in the program. Still to come. Adora Magic City, China's inaugural large cruise ship, is ready to embark on its maiden voyage in 2024. The world economy as we know it is about to change. Global business reports highlight emerging markets, developing countries, and dynamic sectors worldwide. We feature top analysts and newsmakers to provide perspectives on every facet of business. From an on-the-ground perspective, we provide you with balanced and objective assessments. Fast, sharp, and insightful. Global Business. Only on CGTN. In President Xi's annual New Year's speech, one of the achievements of China's innovation-driven development is setting sail with the new year. The first Chinese-built large cruise ship will grace the waters on the first day of 2024. Erwanke has more. People in China can now book tickets costing up to 6,000 yuan for a trip from Shanghai to South Korea and Japan on the nation's first homegrown cruise ship the Adora Magic City. With more than 20 restaurants and bars, indoor palm trees, a theater seating nearly 1,000 guests, and a shopping mall, the ship surpasses the size of a C919 passenger jets by fivefold. It can occupy the space equivalent to 13 of China's high-speed bullet trains with eight carriages. This is not just big news for cruise enthusiasts. The maiden voyage of the Adora Magic City signifies a shift for China's shipbuilding industry. It's a transition from largely fulfilling orders for container ships, bulk carriers and tankers to venturing into the lucrative cruise business, which offers higher gross margins. China dominates the global shipping sector accounting for over half of the world's total output and new orders. That's according to data from China's top industry regulator. The Adora Magic City 
commissioned by a joint venture between the China State Shipbuilding Corporation and U.S.-based Carnival, means that China has now achieved what's often termed the three pearls of the crown of the shipbuilding industry. Luxury cruise ships, alongside liquefied natural gas vessels and aircraft carriers. An industry expert says that Made in China will soon become a prominent brand in the shipbuilding sector. In terms of LNG vessels, we are optimistic that in two years, more than 80% or even 85% ship components will be manufactured in China. Remember, we started off with a modest 30% in 2008, and that number currently stands at 70%. Wang Ke, CGTN. Now, for more discussions on the Adora Magic City cruise ship and China's shipbuilding industry, let's bring back Chu Qiang, research fellow of Beijing Foreign Studies University. So, what advanced technologies have been implemented to design and uh, construction of the Adora Magic City, and how does that reflect the current status of China's sh- uh, shipbuilding industry? Oh well,、uh, everybody are familiar with Chinese uh, scientific, uh, scientific uh, you know, achievement in recent years,、uh, especially the digital economy and also the green economy, EV and solar panels. But、uh, well, if you understand more about the Chinese scientific,、uh, you know, <laughs> progress mentioned by President Xi Jinping, you will know there's a third part of it. It's called the blue economy, and among which I think the shipbuilding industry is the key of it. Well, China, as we just heard from a reporter. Uh, we have already get、uh, the three jewels or three pearl on the crown of the blue economy, like aircraft carrier, LNG ships and vessels, as well as、uh, you know the luxury cruise. And more than that, China has managed the technology of the offshore windmill and also、uh, the offshore、uh, drilling platform. And all those technology represent the Chinese progress in the blue economy. And also, why even a country who can build the offshore drilling platform and LNG vessels and aircraft carriers. Become the latest one who can build the luxury cruise. It's because the luxury cruise is more than just a ship, more than just a big ship. It's a systematic, you know, engineering and also managing, you know, projects. Because you're in, you're incorporating the whole luxury, you know, hotel, the whole, you know, fun resort into just one ship. It requires you to understand more than just engineering technologies, shipbuilding technologies, and also you need to incorporate the digital systems. You know,、uh, all kinds of hospitality、uh, infrastructures, as well as the entertainment, you know, resort into it. It's an engineering issue, but also it's a managing issue, as well as you know, a human issue. So. When you can actually combine all these elements together, and then you can build one of the uh, uh, one of the best uh, you know, uh, luxury cruise、uh, among the world counterparts. So I think that's something we really learned as the、uh, the shipbuilder, shipbuilding country to the last step, and it shows the final maturity of Chinese shipbuilding industry and a blue economy. Yeah, very good point.、Um, what significance does the maiden voyage of China's first domestically built cruise ship have、um, in the development of the global tourism market? Well,、uh, probably a lot of Chinese people are not very clear and familiar with these、uh, cruise tourism, you know,、uh, issue. But、uh, all over the world, it has a very long history, especially in America and Europe. Uh, cruise tourism has become a very, very popular. It's a very large industry. We're talking about hundreds of billions U.S. dollar worth of the whole industry, and、uh, larger than that, we have very heavy assets、uh, surrounding that. 
you will see lots of your top players like uh, you know Connor, like Holland America, and those are you know Western com com uh, companies. And uh, when this uh, you know uh, the Magic City has sailed on maiden voyage, it shows that Chinese players they get into this market, representing one of the largest growing middle income class, and also the one of the fastest growing market in the whole world has entering uh, this threshold. Well, for every like uh, you know five days voyage, it costs usually about one thousand U.S. dollar. And according to that consumption in China, well, according to our estimation, there are going to be more than one hundred million of potential customers is going to join in this market. So um, it's going to be a great cake. It's going to be a very very lucrative return for the whole world as well as for the Chinese players. And also, when Chinese players enter in this market. Also, we're going to pr provide more of the choices, better quality of the services to the world customers. So actually, it's going to be a win-win for both China and the world. Yeah, a huge market here. Thank you so much for your insights. Really appreciate your time. Chu Chang, Research Fellow of Beijing Foreign Studies University. Still to come. China and the U.S. are poised to enhance diplomatic relations on the 45th anniversary of ties. Whether it's about your education, the home you live in, or the items you buy, your money has a story to tell. Because every business story is a human story. Global Business. Chinese President Xi Jinping and U.S. President Joe Biden have exchanged congratulations on the 45th anniversary of diplomatic ties. In his letter, President Xi said the 45 years have advanced the peace, stability and prosperity of the world and brought benefits to their people. He called on China and the U.S. to implement the consensus reached by the two leaders at their summit in San Francisco last November. President Xi expressed readiness to work with Biden in improving bilateral relations and in promoting world peace and development. President Biden said he looked forward to advancing ties based on his past meetings with President Xi and those of their predecessors. 2023 witnessed frequent exchanges by top government officials and business leaders from China and the U.S. Senior U.S. officials, including Secretary of State Antony Blinken, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, and Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo, and California Governor Gavin Newsom, also paid official visits to China. In November, Chinese President Xi Jinping attended the APEC Economic Leaders Meeting in San Francisco and held talks with U.S. President Joe Biden. Both sides agreed to resume high-level contact. Leaders of top U.S. companies, including Apple CEO Tim Cook, Tesla CEO Elon Musk, and Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates, visited China. The two sides also agreed to address the climate crisis with particular focus on energy transition, the circular economy, and resource efficiency. The southwestern Chinese province of Sichuan is home to a large-scale smart city development that's being built in collaboration with the U.S. state of California. Once completed, it is expected that hundreds of international companies will establish bases in Meishan, California, smart city. Zheng Song reports. In 2017, Sichuan province established a formal relationship with the U.S. state of California to collaborate on clean energy projects. 
One of them is the Meishan Smart City Development, located in Chengdu's 10th new area. Under construction since 2019, it covers an area of 200 hectares. More than 70 enterprises have already established offices in the city. As the world's fifth largest economy, California is a pioneer in research and development in clean energy, accounting for 60% of U.S. investment. And our Sichuan province also has an abundance of clean energy resources, and is the largest hydropower production base in China. So there's a good prospect for a cooperation between the two regions. Under the Belt and Road Initiative, Meishan has become a frontier city in China's opening up to the world. The project is also designed to promote green information technology and sustainable development. Only 10% of the city has been completed. But it already provides enterprises with facilities like rooftop solar panels and energy storage piles. More companies are moving to the city. Our company mainly focuses on digital agriculture, smart cities, and irrigation using our self-manufactured satellites, as well as the Beidou navigation satellite system. We launched 10 satellites last year, ranking fourth in China. I think a lot of people from my from my generation feels、uh, motivated to work towards、uh, reducing climate change because we were brought up with the belief that this is the time we have to do something about climate change. There is no other time. We wouldn't be able to have done this without the support of、uh, Mesa and California. Mesa and California helped us. Was the first、uh, incubator. That、uh, approach us and really liked our idea, and really helped us from the very beginning with an office and resources and uh, valuable um, support. Once completed, the Meishan California Smart City will include research centers, schools, and is expected to house over 200 companies from across the world to share their experience working in the clean energy industry. Sichuan is one of the most pivotal provinces in China for clean energy development, and authorities in Meishan and California are working further to create a more environmentally friendly prospects for their people. Chen Song, CGTN, Sichuan Province. In 2023, among Chinese com- companies listed in the U.S., the consumer services and TMT industries have shown remarkable performance, with some Chinese stocks even doubling in price. According to recent data released by Wind, despite experiencing turbulence in December, Oriental Education stock price rose by 103 percent in 2023. The stock price of Ehang Intelligent, a manufacturer of autonomous passenger aerial vehicles, soared by 99 percent. Pinduoduo, a Chinese online retailer, also outperformed the overall market in 2023 with an annual increase of nearly 80 percent. And that will do it for this edition of Global Business. Happy New Year to everyone! I'm Michelle Vandenberg in Beijing. Bye for now.